Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Matt Chat. This is David Mercatani. Today I'm joined by two great guests from USA Wrestling, the national team's high performance manager, Cody Bickley, and in venture capitaling and impact investing from Galaxy Investment Partners, the son of the legendary Dave Schultz, Xander Schultz. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, David. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Glad to be on with you and Xander. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, what we really want to talk about today is Project 10, or the final 10, rather, and, and where this thing stands. And so, Cody, I'm going to start with you and just try to get an idea of, you know, catch everybody up on where things are and make sure I understand it correctly. And I'm going to back up to a year ago and start with the U.S. Open. If Well, let's start with if you are a returning world medalist, you had a buy until the final two out of three. That is not changing, correct? That is correct. Okay. And either in if, the, if you return at the same weight. Right. And we'll talk about that because that affects one person directly. Um, yep. And then whether or not, like let's say I'm in the same weight class as Thomas Gilman. In the past, I would have to win the mini turn, win the U.S. or get in the U.S. Open, qualify for the mini tournament, either through the U.S. Open last chance qualifier, NCAA champion, Bill Farrell, a couple things like that. Then the winner of the mini tournament would would then wrestle a Gilman, a Snyder, a Burroughs, those kind of guys, all on the same day, and that's going to change. But the same process of needing to go through the U.S. Openers or several of these other qualifying avenues. You guys have kept that basically the same, correct, Cody? That's exactly correct, Dave. Essentially what we've done is we're just going to get it down that process to the final two and then have obviously some time until we get to the final, you know, three weekends in, in succession in June to have the two out of three series for the world team spots. And obviously those weights going on those, specific weekends, June 9, 16, and 23, was just recently released. Right. So let's walk through, I think, probably the weight class that, that got the most attention maybe last year, which is, you know, Burroughs and Dake, 74 kilos. So now if – and I think Dake is moving up, but let's say he came back at the same weight class. He would go through, you know, make go to the U.S. Open. Let's say theoretically, no disrespect to anyone else in that weight class, he wins the U.S. Open as the number one seed in the mini tournament. He makes it to the finals of the mini tournament. He beats whoever is in that mini tournament in a one match only, not a two out of three, correct? Yeah, well, let me just clarify that exact situation if that were to come about. Since there is a medal returning at 74 kilos in Jordan Burroughs, if Kyle Dake, you know, in your scenario, were to go 74 and win the U.S. Open, he would have a buy to the two out of three series at the mini at the challenge world team trials challenge tournament in Rochester, Minnesota. So we're still going to reward the U.S. Open, but because there is a medal at that weight, instead of going directly to Final <laughs> X in that series, he would go directly to the two out of three at the mini tournament because there's a medal at that weight. So okay. we're still rewarding for winning the U.S. Open in that scenario by winning the U.S. Open. Um, you know, once again, especially at 74 kilos, since there is a medal returning, whoever wins 74 at the U.S. Open, they go to the two out of three series in Rochester. Okay, so let's play this scenario out. So that happens. Dake wins the U.S. Open, and then Nazar Kolchitsky and all these other guys that are really good at this weight, they now wrestle in the mini tournament. 
And the winner of that has a two out of three versus Dake at Rochester, correct? That's exactly right. Okay. And then let's say Dake wins that. Now, instead of in the past having to wrestle Burroughs the same day, he's going to have either three, four, five, six weeks, depending on which one it is, to then wrestle. And it is a two out of three on one of those three dates. And I know the dates are already determined which weight classes. And the, and the locations are determined now. Is that correct? Um, in theory, but we're not um... – we're still trying to lock things in, but uh, we're, we're really close on that, Dave. Right. Okay. So, but in this case, Dake would not have to wrestle Burroughs till sometime in June. Is that a fair statement? That's exactly how it would be. Uh, whoever, once again, comes out of Rochester, May 18 through 20, at 74 kilos, will wrestle, essentially, Jordan Burroughs on June 9th, which has already been released. Location right. is the only thing that, get, that gets finalized. Right. Okay. And so I think the first question that comes – well, and let's talk about – because we, we we touched on this. You have to come back at the same weight. So that directly impacts Jaden Cox, who's announced uh-huh. he's going from 86 to 92. So he does not get preferential treatment. He has to go through like everyone else, except he'll be the one seed at that weight. Is that correct? So he would, in that scenario, he would go to the U.S. Open, right? Mm-hmm. And if it were to, since there's, obviously it's a 92 kilos, as everybody knows, is a new weight for 2018. So there's obviously not a medal returning. So whoever wins the U.S. Open at 92 kilos goes directly to Final X. They skip Rochester. Because there, yes, because there is no, and that's in our procedures. It's posted. There is no medal. If there is no medal returning at that weight, the winner of the U.S. Open goes directly to Final X. Okay. All right. So, and then in that case, it would, it would, so Jaden doesn't get any preferential treatment. But guys like Gilman who medaled, guys like James Green who medaled, Jordan Burroughs, um, Snyder, Gwizdowski, those kind of guys, they, are now sitting in final X, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. So I think the two questions that anybody has, and one is as a, as a fan, and, then, and two is as a Patriot. As a fan, I loved going to Lincoln last year and watching all those guys at once. So what is the argument behind spreading it out over three weekends in three different locations? Yeah, so there's a couple different things on that. And Dave, you hit it on the head, and Xander's going to chime in here. Um, and I, I'm going to jump off here and, and talk a little bit about Xander and, you know, Mike Novogratz and, and the crew. They, go ahead, yeah, go listen, in that direction. It, That's for, fine. You know, for sure they they were a big part of, of us getting to this point. I can't tell you <laughs> how many texts phone calls Xander and I went back and forth with each other on. They came out here. We went out to New York. A lot of discussion and working through, you know, in our structure, Dave, it has to go through sport committees. It has to go through the executive committee for final approval. So there's a lot of steps. It's not just people working in a silo and saying, okay, this is how it's got to work. And I think Xander will be the first to tell you, and Xander and I have a great relationship, but it was it was a learning process, obviously, on, on both parties. Um, those those guys are smart. They they know what's going on. They they have a strong passion for wrestling. Um, and I'm you, to your question of why 
you know, why would we do this? You're the 2017 Men's Freestyle World Team Champions, and you're making a change. And, you know, I, I, I tell you, Davey, to your point, yeah, Lincoln was great, right? That was great. It was, it it was epic to me. And it was, it epic. was epic. But let's, let's think about that event for a second. Was it a complete home run? How many, how many fans were in the stands in Lincoln? Now it was packed, right? I'd say packed, but what, 4,000? Right? Four or right. 5,000? Do we consider that a home run, a complete success? I would say that if we're really doing that, we'd say, hey, it was great. From a fan perspective, we had a lot of fun, but is that the best we can do? And that's really what, what it stems from, Dave. And, and those guys, they, they had a vision. And I agree with, you know, a lot of us agree with Xander and, and Mike on a lot of fronts that they came to with the notion of building that fan base, right? And with the valid point, like, how many times do fans get to see Jordan Burroughs wrestle in the United States? Right, because that's what really – and I, my mom will kill me for saying this word, but that's what sucks about freestyle comparison to collegiate. Like, they're just – the frequency is not there. And it's tough, right? And that's for sure. For sure that's where, you know, the what, when you're talking about marketing and everything that, that Xander and, and Rich and – and Mike and those guys, when they sit down and start looking at that, that's that's for sure. It's a complicated piece, and I think, you know, that's where we're. It, it makes it tough, right, and on a lot of fronts. And Xander's going to jump in, but when you're trying to marriage what the national staff and the athletes and um, you know a lot of volunteer coaches across our country feel, um, you know, what is best for for. The end goal, which the end goal is still what? I mean, for everybody, doing well in Budapest in October. That's it, right? For sure, we want to build the brand. We want to do more. But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people, what what does it look like for us still to find success in, in Budapest? And, um, you know, so to get back to your question and, and answer it was um, why the change. It was, well, we can probably still do a little bit better. And my second point to that was, I'm a, I'm excited about this format. I know those guys are as well as some of their security on that was obviously spreading it around. And it's a little obviously a little bit different model. You're a little bit Cody, you're a little bit garbled right now. If if you moved, it just sounded a little bit garbled. I just don't I want everybody to hear exactly what you're saying. Yeah. No, there you go. Um, Perfect. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So but my point being is that I think that it's pretty neat that we're gonna have you know, that event in Lincoln was great, right? But that was one location. And we understand it may not be, you know, obviously 15,000 in three separate locations. We're not, we're not, that's not what we're, what the expectations are there. It's not. But I'm excited with the theory that, you know, what we're looking at is that we can kind of spread that around. And, you know, that experience, for example, that, that, Jordan Burroughs and right James Green essentially had in, in Lincoln that can be filtered around at a few more locations um, instead of just once a year, right? And I that goes back to what we were talking about with with Xander and and what they're you know Mike and what they're were were thinking with regards to just more, right? Just right. more more times, more frequency, and um, that's that's really the gist of of answering the question on that was you know just to spread it around a little bit sure xander i want to let you jump in i had a chance to speak to you several times in the fall 
and was actually with Jaden Cox when you sent him a text kind of outlining some of the things you guys were looking at. But start me at the genesis of Prowl, the thought process. I know your goals. Well, I don't even want to say what your goals were. I'm going to let you – just what, what were your goals, you know, and tell me – just you know your your involvement and your whole you know your whole mindset about this thing. Sure, sure. So so Matt and Mike, uh, I should have been working on this before I got there, and they brought me aboard. And and our goal was essentially two things: expand wrestling's fan base and raise the visibility, uh, and and with that the compensation of our athletes. Those were the two goals, and. Basically, our hypothesis at the end of the day was we need, we needed a couple things to happen. We needed to bring high-level freestyle wrestling to more markets. So instead of you know I, I go to I went to Lincoln this year as well. When I go to those things, you know the one event a year, it's like a family reunion. So yeah. you know there might be five thousand people there, but it's the same twenty five hundred, right? <laughs> a lot of times, and. Uh, and so we thought, you know, there's a lot of people who certainly love collegiate wrestling that know these athletes, that would come out and support these athletes, that aren't necessarily a diehard freestyle fan to the point where they'll take, you know, one of their two or three, you know, big trips of the year out to go see this event. Um, and and the U.S. Open doesn't really capitalize on that either because it's in Las Vegas. So we're like, how, how do we do more events in more wrestling markets highlighting guys that fans will turn out to see. So so that, that that was basically the alchemy we were trying to create. Um, and, and so I think, you know, this Final X series is, is certainly touching on some of uh, some of what we were trying to do, which is, you know, like Cody said, create that James Green, Jordan, Jordan Burroughs experience that they, they had in Lincoln in a few different markets, bring new fans out, people who maybe haven't seen these guys since college, you know, but love these guys and want to see them uh, and create new fan experiences. You need to get in front of more people and have, have them have an intimate experience with our sport uh, at the highest level. You know, it's it's a shame that, that people stop uh, seeing these guys in person as they're, you know, even though they're improving so much, they're so much better than the yeah. last time they'd seen them, you know, their senior year in college. So, so that was kind of the alchemy in whatever we were going to try to create. Those, those were the things we were going to try to do. Um, and would you like me to continue? No, yes, yes. But I just make one comment. Like I agree completely with I think with both of you when we talk about, um, you know, like I went to the U.S. Open and I went to uh, World Team Trials and I was on the podcast when I do weekly with with Andy Hamilton and I'm like, you know how expensive it is to go to D1 Nationals and the hotels and everything are all jacked got, up and the tickets yeah, are so expensive. And, you know, we're sitting at the World Team Trials, and I'm sitting literally 12 feet from Kyle Snyder. I had mm -hmm. a floor pass at the Nationals and couldn't get 12 feet from Kyle Snyder until I interviewed him. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. I mean, like, I think more people, whatever iteration this is, and you know, Final X now or Final 10, however you want to say it, I think people need to go. I mean, I think that's, you know, my, I, my job yeah. here is to kind of just – talk to you guys, but if I had one message, it's go. Go to these three locations. Go to Rochester if you can. You see unbelievable wrestling at, at half the price. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, those experiences being next to those guys, you know, things really changes the game. Like, not everyone's going to be able to afford to go to all three, but hopefully we have people who aren't going to go to any, you know, that that really love the sport. They maybe just don't have it in their budget or they can't take that one trip a year. Now you've got, you know, out of 5,000, you've got 
2,500, 3,000, 4,000 new fans that wouldn't have that experience that are now seeing Kyle Snyder in person or seeing Jordan Burroughs in person. I think that's profound. I, a couple things I didn't touch on earlier, too. The cadence of that, having three weekends in a row, now we're talking about creating a, a real cadence fans can get their mind around. And when you combine that with matchups, so there's going to be anticipation, we really thought the tournament, uh, the tournament format hurt the ability to promote events. Uh, and you saw how that played out this year in the World Team Trials, where people were so confident that a few of the matchups were going to happen, David Taylor and Jaden Cox right. and Jordan Burroughs and Kyle Dank, namely. Right. Man, like, people were hyped for that event before <laughs> the event. Now, That's right. the, the promotion, they, they had to take a bet that both those guys were going to emerge from their minis, right? But in, in this in this type of format, where, where you have matchups setting into it, you can really promote some matchups and talk to those guys about the other athletes and people can get excited and stuff you know, betting their friends on who's going to win. Right. And, yeah. You know, I'm not endorsing gambling, but really that's like that. That's, no. that's the ego. There's a lot of chicken wings bets out there for sure. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so so th- those those were kind of, you know, the ingredients, I think. And, and, and this final uh, – Cody, is it final X or final 10? Final X. Final X. So, I so, told so somebody this, that and they told me I was wrong. Certainly <laughs> I, think that, I think that was me, David. <laughs> I think that was me. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure. Okay. All right, Final X. So this Final X format uh, uh, certainly touches on some of that. Well, I, I think yeah, I'm just going to jump in real quick sure, here, David. Go I think ahead, the other thing to, to tag on with what Xander just said, for sure, that you know, we're excited about those things. And uh, the other piece that we're talking about is a little bit more fan-friendly event from the standpoint of time, Dave. For example, what I'm talking mm-hmm. about is most likely these events, what we're looking at is a 6 p.m. start time, right? Very similar to a duel, right, college duel. You get in, you've got, you know, X seven weights. They're going to two out of three series, you know, two, two and a half hour, and you're out. And, you know, you go have dinner or go have some drinks with the friends and, you know, just a little bit better. And, and Xander hit it spot on, what you guys were just talking about, for sure. It's like a lot of fans in Lincoln, gosh, I hope, right, I hope he makes it through. I really want to see this matchup later tonight. Well, now May 20, on May 20, you're going to know what's going on June 9, 16, and 23, for sure. So you're going to know who James Green is wrestling and who Jordan Burroughs is wrestling to use. Yes. This, okay. Yes. And, and I – you know, I, I I can only give credit to who I heard talk about this first. So I had spoken to Xander about this, and he he used the word cadence and tournament and build up. And I'm new to the media. I mean, they gave me some beats and a recording app and said go to work. But I mean, I was a coach for a lot longer than I've been doing this, and so I never thought of storylines. Like I wanted my guys to win, whether that was a good storyline or not. But now being in this role, it's I get what you're saying. Like we can promote. Cody versus Xander for three, four, or five weeks instead of for three, four, or five hours. And so I, I don't, I don't want any any part in that. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's, it's spot on, right? It's it's the time of the event. It's uh, having time to promote it, and, and it's not a okay. Now we know we've got two hours before Dake and, and Burroughs happen, right? Which is very similar to last year. That's what it was, right? You. Go grab a drink, and now we everybody knows for sure it's going to happen. Well, it's not the case now. Those people are if they're traveling in. They know, um, they're not hoping. They know that matchup's going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. And th- that time frame can be understated, uh, Cody. That, that that's great. Like it, it, it will be a fun event. It'll be those those dual events are, are the best are the best events in our sport. And so so bringing people in, 
having them have fun. Man, wrestling has been going a long time. I spent, you know, since I was zero years old crawling around wrestling <laughs> tournaments. Those are those are all day marathons for the fans. You're not really, you know, yeah. getting an experience for them a lot of times. So, so I, yeah. I, I think that also is an important ingredient. Yeah, and Dave, just real quick, a sure. reminder. I mean, the, the women will be on, on board with this final X as well. Definitely want to talk about that. So I was going to talk yeah. about Greco. Greco, you guys have worked it out. Greco's doing a different cadence in case somebody wants to cross over and maybe join the team. And then there's seven, seven, and six weeks, and each of them will have both men's and women's weight classes. And this is all laid out on the mat.com on USA Wrestling's website on which weight classes are going to be at, at which site on which – not the site, but which dates, right? You guys have all laid that yeah, part out. That's, yeah, that's correct. Okay, so the other thing that – and I see this, you know, and I'm on the outside, but I see is, is Xander and Novo and those guys working with you guys, but they were just certainly a straw that served the drink, sort of the catalyst of some of this, is the money. And, I, you know, I think wrestling's getting better and better, realizing, like, look, if you do things well, you shouldn't be ashamed to make a living at it. So, Cody, these guys are going to get – are they going to get paid more than they were last year based on this new formula or format? Well, well I want to make something uh, real clear real, real, real clear um, right out of the gate, Dave, is that for the world – for winning the world team trials in the past mm-hmm. up until this year, the athletes didn't get a bonus, right? They got the national team stipend for being the number one, but there wasn't a – a bonus just for winning that event in place. So this is the first time that that's going to happen. Um, and that's correct. It's a, it's a tiered structure, um, that we released. So yeah, it's going from essentially not having a bonus in place to, to having a bonus this year. But uh, it, it, I, there has been not that they didn't get paid. They got paid, but it was in the form of a stipend. So that living the dream metal fund, the tour payments that they get, you know, for going on tours. Uh, for winning certain, you know, the Oregon event that's coming up this weekend, um, the national team stipend, all of that stuff is still in place, right? The the medals that, you know, for winning a world and Olympic, all that stuff is still, the money is still in place there. That that doesn't change. So this is literally um, new money. And, and albeit maybe what some might not, might say that it's not, it's not enough, right? Well, I mean, that's, Sure, that's an argument, but you got to understand it was zero last year. <laughs> so just 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 to say it backwards, all the money that was in place—the stipends, the tour money, the winning gold, silver, bronze medal at Olympics, Eureka, and all that stuff—none of that's been touched. You're simply adding Nothing. money. It's just an addition. So yeah, that's correct. And, that's correct. And and I'm sure, like the you know the Novos and Xanders of the world were, were pushing for more money, but without those guys pushing, this may not have happened at all. Is that probably a fair statement? Well, and that's correct. And then, like I said, for sure, um, you know, Mike and, and Xander and Matt were coming with a, a different model, and, and it was. It was a different pay structure. There was things in place there that, you know, Xander and those guys were working on that that aren't that aren't in play for, for this, but um, it was simply because, and Xander can talk a little bit about it too, it was just it was that we couldn't get to where we were going to be able to go uh, the frequency that we're talking about, albeit like Xander and I talked about, it's going to be on three consecutive weekends. Um, with that model, it would have been more. So the thought process, obviously, with you know Mike, Matt, and, and Xander on that was because of that frequency being more, right? A lot, you know, more weigh-ins, more competitions, more travel, 
um, yeah, it was going to be it was going to be more um, in that model. And so, Xander, I think, first of all, you probably, not that you need it, but you probably have a lot of couches across America you can stay on now for getting these guys and, and gals some money. Um, but, <laughs> uh, and I know it's obviously not the exact vision that you had, but I'm sure you must have some pride in seeing that these guys, and you come from obviously, you know, an unbelievable bloodline of excellence, seeing the guys that, that are at the top of their game getting more money for, for being so good. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I think I think this is a this is a nice first step uh, to build on for sure. Like it's it, it wasn't you know our model uh, that that we initially really wanted was uh, a seven week model. We really wanted to create a full season in that summertime. That's kind of has you know the uh, a few sports have wrapped up. There's kind of a dead period before other sports start up, um, and so we really wanted to create like a full season there uh, that had athletes participating you know more often. I, I I think this is this is a, a good first step. I think there's aspects to it that are missing. Essentially, uh, essentially the the events being behind a paywall. I think you know because because it's not just about the athletes getting paid uh, directly, but it's also about raising their visibility. So so sponsorship becomes a real viable uh, revenue stream for them. So I hope eventually uh, there's plans to to make it more discoverable for fans. Maybe college wrestling fans that you know aren't aren't always you know our NCAA uh, championship has incredible viewership when it's right. on ESPN. So I hope there's some plans to open this up and get our athletes a little more visibility, raise the discovery of wrestling, uh, because I think there's revenue streams there that aren't going to directly come from the USA Wrestling at a flow that that are are really at the end of the day when you look at other sports and revenue streams that really matter for the sports most elite uh, athletes. But yes, uh, I I I am happy that. Uh, we moved the needle in terms of uh, the revenue the top guys can make, and um, and hopefully, hopefully, fan interest continued fan interest. Yeah, I, I think I think you guys are you guys are really pioneers in this. That you and Mike and Matt working with the folks at USA Wrestling that to help these men and women get money to to make this viable. To, to I think ten years from now this will look a lot different than it does today and it looks a lot different today than it did 12 months ago or even guys right, yeah. six seven months ago and i think what's interesting and you know cody i've been you know i didn't even know you a year and a half ago and you've been on the show three times now and everybody loves it when you come on you're, you're a guy that's always pushing for excellence and and xander i got a chance to talk to you and all this was going down and i see the same thing and i think as myself, I'm blessed to be able to call guys like you friends that are not just trying to achieve excellence on a small scale, but on the biggest scale, like, you know, trying to win the world team title and trying to help those folks make money and try to make wrestling not just the greatest sport in the world that folks that a small niche of people think, but that it becomes global. And maybe it is global, like, you know, Iran and Russia, but that in the United States, it becomes bigger and bigger. And I, I would like to say thank you to both of you guys on behalf of us fans for you guys not being afraid to take chances. I think what you guys are doing is amazing. Well, appreciate that, Dave. And like, I want to, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a reason, right, obviously, that Mike and Matt and Xander are successful, you know, <laughs> as they are in business, right? I mean, it's like I said, they're smart guys. They bring a lot to the table. 
Um, I learned a lot just in being around them when we were talking through this process. Like I said, <laughs> we were talking a lot. We were obviously bouncing a lot of things off of each other, trying to get to, you know, common ground, so to speak. And that's hard, right? It, it really is. And I can't overstate that. And, and Xander, Xander knows, and he can talk about that, that there's a, you're not going to please everybody. Um, we know that we're not going to do that. But at the end of the day, um, we feel we got it, as you said, got a good start on this. And I agree with you 100%. I don't think that, you know, even five years from now that it'll look the same. I like to think that we continue to grow and, and do some things as Xander talked about. But you got to understand, uh, we as wrestlers, right, a lot of people that have vested interest in, in these things and the coaches and, and stuff and, and um, they still have college programs to run, and there's a lot of time commitment involved, and that was one of the things that a lot of coaches discussed. And there was just so many different things that you, you just take it all in and try to make the best decision you can. And at the end of the day, like I said, what that comes back to is, first and foremost, you know, hopefully go back and do what we need to do in Budapest. And then obviously, too, right behind that, what Xander's talking about is what we talk about as well is raising the relevancy and building the fan base. Yeah, I, I, I just I, you know, I, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of. I think everyone who's great is not afraid to fail, and I think there are so many people that would have, frankly, just okay. When I say we, not that I had anything to do with it, but the United States, you know, won the senior levels, won the junior levels, was one match away from winning cadets levels. Let's not touch a thing, you know. And, well, for sure. You know, and I mean, and, and yeah. I don't think you would have gotten a lot of argument from that, right? Like, okay, but to well, I can tell you, I fielded a lot of those calls, right, and not on the <laughs> I, like, you forward those you to Xander, are... don't you? You just forward those <laughs> <Did> to him, <laughs> <laughs> him yeah. and Novo. You let yeah. those guys take those like, calls. <laughs> yeah, Bickley, you are an idiot. What is going on? Yeah, yeah, but no, it's uh, like, there is something to changes. Xander hit it. Changes hard. Like I said, especially in wrestling, where you know we're all creatures of habit, and, and it's it's. But I think to leave it there, it's it's a step, and it's a positive step. Yeah, and it depends, you know, Dave. It, it depends what what you consider, you know, success. Like absolutely, performance wise, we were succeeding. But wrestling has some of the highest participation in the entire country. It's a global sport, and Kyle Snyder and, and Sadulayev. Should have been a headline story last year. Right, that was incredible. You and I spoke about Kyle that. Kyle yeah. and Jordan Burroughs were was incredible. Right, we had all those matches on back track down one match. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like that was that was such a great. I left both those events saying like this. This was some of the best. And I'm like, I watch a lot of sports. I'm not. I'm not. You know, just a wrestling fanatic. Those are some of the best sporting events I've ever been to. And to get up and no one's talking about it. Uh, and I think for a large part due to the missing ingredients that we've spoke to earlier that these guys are now integrating into the process. Uh, it was, it was incredibly disappointing. And to talk to high level wrestlers that are trying to piece together, uh, you know, enough, enough money to continue with the sport and to watch high level wrestlers discontinue wrestling after college, uh, because it's not a, a viable career path. You know, it's not easy when you, when you continue an athletic career for another 10 years post college, and then right. you've got to do something else, right? <coughs> right. Like if, you, if you're not able to stack a savings in between that helps you kind of, you know, facilitate that, that career change, um, it, it, it's tough. It's a tough, sacrificial uh, decision. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I, hope, I hope this is the 
first move uh, uh, to to getting more talent to stick around the sport, to not making it a sacrifice for guys, but an opportunity, um, and, and to making it more exciting for the fans and more engaging at more events. Um, so, so yes, I I I, I do hope uh, I do hope that this is you know we had we had a ten year roadmap uh, in our initial plan. So I hope there is a ten year roadmap that's as expansive as what you know we were we were hoping to accomplish right. with these guys. And I remember you shared some of those details with me, and it's it's a grand vision, and I hope everybody's able to work on it. Um, I have one comment. Just we're we're recording this about six thirty at night on Friday. And one of the things that popped up to me is the cadence and the previews. And, like, right now the big story is Tom Brady's wearing a glove to a press conference and whether or not he's going to play Sunday or not. And the reason why I bring that up is because you have time. Like, all week people are talking about his thumb and everything else. And it really – Right. Right. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> this will happen now. Like, if if Jordan Burroughs is in a walking boot or, you know – Jaden Cox is not sweating profusely at a practice. We're going to be worrying. You know, like, I think this helps build, yeah. build storylines. And, you know, my guy, Andy Hamilton, I love him. I think he's the best in the business at what we do. Um, he, he finds the storylines. And I think this is going to make guys like his job a little bit easier to then bring wrestling to the masses. Like, like we all three of us and so many others want. Sure. And you're going to get to know, like, one of the nice things about fragmenting these events uh, is you're going to get to know wrestlers that typically, you know, the World Team Trials, it's going to be the Jordan Burroughs show or the Kyle Snyder show, right? Like, those are going to be the two guys that we're talking about heading into that. And now, like, we're going to be able to highlight some other people because there's a week leading up to an event that only is going to showcase, you know, 14 athletes. Yeah. So you're going to be able to talk about some guys that maybe, you know, like a Nick Grzowski who maybe – kind of didn't get the same hyper attention going into a world team trials where everyone's wrestling and there's tournaments and, you know, there's hundreds of athletes involved. You know, now, you, now you're talking about that guy for the weekly and up to it. You get to know where he's from. You get to know, you know, what his go-to moves are. You really get to know these guys. Um, so, so I'm excited to see other athletes highlighted uh, in, in a big way with a full week leading up to it, like you're speaking about. And it'll obviously really help us highlight the women's, you know, wrestling weight classes, too. I mean, obviously. And we got a good women's team right now, too. Those <laughs> girls are killer. We got an awesome women's team right now. I love those girls. Bickley's got nothing to do with that success at all. <laughs> You're killing it over there, man. You're killing it. All right, so let's lay out what the weight classes are in each of the three dates. June 9, men's freestyle, 57 kilos, which is 125 and a half, 70 kilos, 154. 74 kilos, uh, one, approximately 163, and 97 kilos, which is 213 pounds. And then the women's is 55, 59, and 68 kilos. And there's a very strong possibility that might be in Lincoln, Nebraska. Is that right, Cody? Uh, it's possible, yeah. Possible. Okay. Then June 16th, uh, to be determined location, we've got three more weight classes of men and women, and my screen literally just disappeared on me here. Cody, do you have the – the dates or the, the dates? <laughs> I you got me out of pocket, so no, I'm not in front of anything right now. Right. Sorry. Okay. Well, we have three more, three more men's weight classes and three more women's weight classes. So that, that second week would be uh, 65, 79, and 86. I might, I might know where that one is based on those weight classes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> And so, Man, that that'd be awesome. That's going to be a great event if, it, if it's where I think it might be. Yeah. yeah. So, 
I don't want to take a bunch more of your guys' time because you guys have been very generous with it. Xander, let the folks know what you're doing out there, um, you know, moving on to your next task and, and what you're doing in terms of venture capital and those kind of things. Sure, sure. So, so I'm at Galaxy Investment Partners. Uh, we focus uh, right now, my focus is on venture capital and impact investing. Uh, we try to, and also some film. Uh, we, we're trying to uh, put our money towards things that maximize opportunity or minimize suffering for vulnerable or uh, underserved people. Uh, so, so it's all all great companies doing great stuff. Um, and and I'm working on my own platform. Uh, it would be a crowdfunding platform uh, that that is philanthropic in nature. Uh, so I, I don't have a ton of details to share right now. I'm talking to some incredible thought leaders and uh, world leaders about about building this out. Um, and so I'll have I'll have more info on that in the future. Okay. And Cody, I'm actually seeing here the the number I'm seeing is $114,000 is going into the this process this final X. Is that a correct number? It, that would be correct. So the way that that works out is you're looking at it. Uh, Dave, is that um, if a right are three returning world champions, right? If a if a returning world champion comes out and obviously makes the 2018 world team, they get a $7,500 bonus for winning that final X event. Um, if you have a silver or bronze medal and make the 2018 world team, then that would be 4,000, and then 2,500 if you don't have a medal. And then all number twos um, will receive $500 um, is how that works out. And uh, just want to note that even though Greco isn't a part of the actual Final X series, they will still receive that same pay structure as well. Well, Coach Lindland, I'm sure, is very happy. And um, Yeah. So I got the June 16, 65, 79, 86, as you said, in, in the men's side, Cody, 62, 72, and 76 in women's. And then June 23, 61, 92, and 125 yeah. for men, and 50, yeah. 53, 57, and 65 for the women. So yep. um, for those of us that are selfish that wanted to go to one spot, not so great, but for those of us that have see the greater good, this is an unbelievable idea, and more and more people are going to get to see this, and more and more people are going to be able to attend, and like we were saying, literally, one of the things that I thought was really cool about the World Team Trials is just literally how close you are to the mats, how close the seats are and everything else, and I think that's really different from like the NCAs and things like that as well, so... Yeah, for sure, that's a big part of it. We want to find the right venue for this, and you know, like I said, the uh, the uh, obviously when you're looking at a venue like this and kind of where we've been at with our world team trials process, you know, initially, no, we're not we're not looking to pack a fifteen thousand seat facility. That's that is not the expectation. We want it to be intimate. You know, we're looking at that you know four to five thousand mark. And uh, find a good venue with a good fan base, and and hope we can find some success. Well, I, I, for people that weren't in Lincoln, it was awfully loud for that venue. And I think if you can find two slash three other venues, um, you know, like that, then I think you guys will have hit on it. And clearly, you guys know what you're doing. I wish St. Louis had a you know a major university here and an RTC that I could come begging you that we needed to have have one of those here, but. We're probably a few years. <laughs> we're probably a few few years away from that, but 
Um, I'm definitely yeah. going to try to get to at least one of these with track wrestling. So you um, guys get the NCAA's every other year, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Shot, yeah. Shots fired yeah. and landed. <laughs> so <laughs> the truth hurts. Yeah, we work hard for that, though. You know. <laughs> yeah, you guys does, do a nice job. I always love coming out there for it. It does cut down on the travel budget, but you get hit up for a lot of favors <laughs> when they know it's in your town. <laughs> so then yeah. that, that door swings both ways for sure. Well, <laughs> well, guys, I I really really appreciate you coming on. There's you know so much information and misinformation out there, and I I really not only wanted to get out correctly what this is going on, but I really wanted to get out the teamwork and the synergy that that Xander and his team had uh, brought to the table with Cody and your team and, and Bender and all those guys. And I really just wanted people to be able to hear that directly from you guys. And it was fun just to kind of be able to get out of the way and let you guys talk about it. I, I really want to thank you so much for your time. Yeah, it, it was, it was a pleasure. First of all, thanks for the platform to talk about Davey. Uh, and it was, it was a pleasure working with uh, Cody. He's a, a tremendously hard worker uh, and, and really, uh, I always appreciate Cody your uh, honesty and um, and your efforts. Yeah, we like I said, Dave, it's reciprocated there 100. percent Have a lot of respect for those guys. Appreciate the platform as well. Um, you know, that that's the biggest thing that I can tell people out there right now is we understand that not everybody's going to agree with this format and it is change and why would you do it based off the things that we talked about, but. You know, we we feel we can continue to try to get better, and and to be quite frankly, that's that's how we we were challenged, right? And and that's what Mike and Matt and Xander brought to the table that that this is what we can do, this is a vision, this is what we see with it, and and that's ultimately how for sure, you know. And and Rich Bender gave, right? You saw the first press release, right? He he thanked those guys that I just talked sure. about. And, He'd be the first to say it again, and so that's why I, I would be remiss if I didn't state it because for sure it was it was getting getting together. And, and I, I will, well, I do want to say one thing though, and from our standpoint, even before this this got there, um, Dave, we were we were getting to the point to where we understood, and and that was hard the the, the mini tournament and then turn around and wrestle at Jordan Burroughs that night. That's, yeah, it is. It's it's tough. It's tough. Um, and um, but. You know, we 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 see the value in that, and, and we're going in that direction. We and then obviously this came down and started obviously just pushing things along harder and faster. And bam, here we go. I think both you guys have contributed so much to the evolution of this, and I think that it's it's really impressive to watch two guys that are great at what they do partnered up with other people that are great at what they do, like Mike and Matt and Rich Bender and that whole team. And everybody sort of checked their ego a little bit at the door and say, look, we all want to make wrestling better. We all want to make wrestling better in the United States. We all want to be able to expand these guys' careers financially. Let's all pull on the same rope and try to get this thing going in the right direction. Uh, you know, Cody, you used the word challenge, and I, I think that's good. I think when people get comfortable – they tend to get lackadaisical. They tend to not improve. And I know that you challenge yourself every day with what you're doing. I know, Xander, in your world, you do the same thing. And I think you guys challenging each other, and I'm sure some of those days those conversations were, uh, you know, less hospitable than others, but always, you know, for the, the, the right goal of, of, of achieving something great. And I believe that this is a great first step. 
And I also would bet my bottom dollar that three, four, or even maybe two years from now, it'll look slightly different. And 10 years from now, I'm guessing it's going to probably look really different because you guys are both the kind of guys that are not going to rest on your laurels and continue to make this thing grow. No question. Well, guys, thank you so much. Um, I want to wish you both the best of luck. Um, Xander, will you be out in Cleveland? Uh, yeah, I'll be out there. All right. Well, we'll have to catch up then. Cody, are they going to give you a weekend off to come to Cleveland, or are you still out there trying to beat the rest of the world that weekend? I will be in Takasaki, Japan, that exact weekend for the Women's Freestyle World Cup. So doing exactly what I thought, trying to beat the rest of the world. So <laughs> I'll probably yeah. see you in Iowa at the World Cup then in April. Sounds good. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, this is David Mirakatani with Matt Chat. That was Cody Bickley and Xander Schultz. Speak to you all next week.